Hello, hello. This is Aaron from Bravo Wild Black. And it's Kaya here. We did it, Joe. We, we have Joe Biden on the f- Just kidding. <laughs> we have Joe Gunn, which is way a little bit better than Joe yeah. Biden. Because he's literally, his memes have gotten me through this fucking pandemic that's literally never ending. It's probably not going to end until 2023. And I am immunocompromised, so I won't be out until, like, 2024. So we have Joe Gunn here. So excited to have you. One of my many inspirations, especially when I'm, like, trying to think of something funny to post. How are you? And thank you so much for coming to Bravo Wild Black Podcast. Hello, Kaya and Aaron. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Um, Yeah. I'm I'm fine. Yeah, I'm COVID <laughs> COVID free. I wish I was 33, so I could say I'm 33 and COVID free. Uh, and I'm doing every, I'm doing absolutely everything I can to not get COVID. Uh, so yeah, and yeah, but thank you so much for your kind words. That's really sweet. I'm glad you enjoy my stupid posts. <laughs> They're everything for me, honestly. We, you're our first international interview so guys as you can tell we've been having you know some of the main podcasters on we've been having bravo liberties on we are really stepping our pussy up for you guys so i hope that you notice that and thank you all for listening um so we're just going to start on the original like your origin story where did you get the idea to even make a meme page did someone suggest it to you how did joe gun 90 come about So I think this is how it went. Um, I've always been a kind of attention seeker and I like to make people laugh. Like it's the best feeling, right? Like you guys are funny. It's so good to make people laugh. That's why we made it, yeah. So it's always been part of who I am. Um, And it was just like a natural thing. Like I used to make fun videos with my brothers and with my friend, Bryony. We used to do like parody videos um and I guess just as the technology evolved as I grew up and these platforms became available I would like see how I could um work with them and and yeah so it was like it evolved from like writing funny Facebook statuses that would be a hit and then Instagram came along and yeah what year did you start your page like the main page well it started off as just my personal Instagram um so I guess it started I started it in like I don't know 2014 um (laughs) but uh then um as it became a meme page I like deleted all my like normal personal yeah another personal one yeah um but yeah so I started doing memes in 2017 because I again I don't even know why I just wanted to make people laugh and just show your personality. Yeah, I just did. I just started doing it. And it's Pop like, culture is just so addicting, you know? It's like you want to comment on it, and it's like, yeah, you can talk about it with your friends, but sometimes your friends don't really know what you're talking about. So that's when you go to the internet to find your people. Like, that's who you so want to talk about. It's true. Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head. I 
no one watched Bravo in my world. Like this was before Hey You. So if you don't know what Hey You is, it's I guess like Hulu, but for UK. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so it, Bravo wasn't readily available. Like I had to seek it out and sort of stream it illegally and whatever. Um, <laughs> Not illegally, Joe. <laughs> it was so I had to. Um, yeah, turn to the internet. Yeah, absolutely right. Turn to the internet to find your tribe, which is what I did. So. And I and I love your meme page because it's like it's amazing how you take like three seconds from these shows and create yeah. such a relatable moment for you. Don't everybody. even need like yeah the full scene <laughs> yeah, or like all you need, need is literally scene. like a fucking look and then like your whatever you put <laughs> the caption is just like oh my god that shit is so funny it's and so really- true. I'm so glad you find it funny because like I find it so funny and like you know like you guys make memes you do you ever get that excited feeling where you're like this is hilarious I, I can't yes. wait to share this with people and it's like oh my god this works so well and yeah I'm so what's so great about this Instagram account is just finding people who get it and who like a lot of a lot of my stuff is like increasingly just getting stupider and stupider and like every time I post something really stupid I'm like okay I'm gonna lose people here but people are like no 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 this keep is going, it. Like, please, yeah. keep doing it <laughs> yeah it's like I hate when I sometimes when I put too much thought into a meme like I did this one Monique meme where she was like the when she faked being asleep <laughs> and like I put like a whole like montage behind it and I'm like oh this shit is gonna slap this shit is gonna get like fucking 500 likes because 500 likes is like a good when you have like 10k so like i posted it and then like a minute later it got like maybe like 50 likes and i'm like are you not entertained like but then i'll take five seconds and slap something over it (laughs) and then that shit literally is everywhere and i'm just like you can't think you don't know what's gonna fucking pop it's so true it's that yeah like that's definitely happened to me before and you just learn to if it makes you laugh if it like if it makes me laugh like i call them flop gun 90s when when they flop (laughs) like I but I kind of low-key love it like it hurts so good when it flops <laughs> I'm like it's staying up because I find it funny um I haven't deleted like, yet what do you feel about like it's not dirty deleting because it's not because I'm deleting it because it's offensive I'm deleting it because like I'm embarrassed this shit got like 78 likes do you it's think that you shouldn't you shouldn't dirty well delete it or should you just leave it up like what is your advice for other memers out there who like maybe their shit flops sometimes do you ever delete because it flops or do you just leave it up and it's like fuck it next one maybe i never delete i archive but i know what you mean like take it off the grid yeah um listen like i say like if it makes you laugh and it's like on brand and it's true to you here's the thing I sound like a broken record. This is like my um, my Gaga. There could be a hundred people in a room like, <laughs> on, on every fucking podcast. I'm sure someone's going to make like a montage of me saying this. But um, it's got to be from as long as it's from your lived experience uh, and it's something you can relate to. So okay, people could call me up because I'm a flight attendant. People would be like, okay, why are you posting about working a nine to five or clocking out of the office? Because I spent three years in an office. So I can still go back and be like, yeah, of course I relate to this. So I yes. can like do a, my boss's whatever. Um, but as long as it's like authentic, like I used to post stuff about like 
sugar daddies and it's like a cheap joke it's like yeah okay yeah like it's funny but like have I had a sugar daddy no (laughs) okay so now I say now that I'm more being like authentically from my lived experience um now I say if sugar daddy posts start cropping up it's because I got a sugar daddy like celebrate (laughs) let's celebrate that (laughs) listen you heard it here so if he posts about having a sugar daddy daddy, honey so (laughs) what okay so what mean has been the most to go viral or like which one really set you off to people like coming to you and you know like flocking to your meme page what was it for you so I, d- I don't really remember, but I'm I, if I just go to, have you started doing guides? Instagram's got this thing called guides. Um, oh, you, like the, the insights. Um, and then no, it's, it's, they're like um, things where you could like put your posts together. So uh, for my top nine for 2018, oh. the, um, the number one one that took off, like the, I guess the mm-hmm. one with the most likes from yeah. 2018 is um, the my white blood cell white my white blood cells forming their defenses when they see a virus which is kind of like ominous for like 28 like well, it's 28 what did you know <laughs> and it was, um it's really cool they're not cheerleaders um but it's this like all black actually like um a dance troupe and i guess oh the like, hbcu dancers they're so good but that's that wasn't me that made that take off that was obviously them being amazing and fierce and it's like people who didn't see this um wherever I found it Twitter um and now it's on Instagram you know people are sharing this because so yeah sometimes it's like not your like creative genius it's like what the product is like I had one where I did like oh um don't tie yourself up in knots and get in your head about it and then it was like this the really weird piece of art where it's just like loads of arms crisscrossing and that like <laughs> took off as in like I would scroll and it was like I'd never had so many likes coming in per second um yeah. because of this amazing artist who created this artwork of all these arms like intertwining and so that wasn't me it was just like oh this is really funny and like I could do something make it into something and anyway yeah just the way that yeah, you get what like I mean. thinks yeah like I know that ours um we're still pretty new like I'd say yeah. We're, yeah we're a solid six months in but it took off because of shout outs one and two um Andy Cohen actually responded to me on his page so that got me literally like a thousand followers one day and then um but the one that was the most viral that people have been sending it to me it was when I learned my first lesson in the meme game is always watermark and I was like very <laughs> new to it so it was like it was Kim's Osea because it's a Bravo page obviously this was when like she was first going to court to fight her dad so it was Kim Zosiak and her cigarette yes and I'm just like this is me like 20 pounds heavier a functioning alcoholic four months into quarantine getting ready to free Britney like that was that that was me (laughs) and then like that took off on the page but then meme pages with a million followers two million followers reposted it and then like everyone was like I've seen this here I've seen this there and like I didn't watermark it so I was like DMing people like can you please just give me credit like I'm a new meme page blah 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 and then like I, I got this. mad I got mad she got so like, pissed and she's like hey 
million hey, fucking can somebody followers. can somebody yeah. get on this page yes literally <laughs> like, i would follow the, the pages one. oh my god i want to call it's this one nice. page out so bad but it was like my first lesson always watermark and then now i said someone was like i saw it in my peloton group why the fuck is it in your peloton group like you're <laughs> fucking, what that's not even a peloton meme you know it's what i mean so frustrating and i've done that like and now it's kind of like the opposite where i've actually toned down my watermarking like on twitter actually like i don't watermark my twitter videos anymore because it's quite embarrassing like, a couple of times i've been called out like why is this person being, um, putting his watermark on this where it's where I've done an edit right I would never ever watermark a video edit where I hadn't actually edited it if it's just yeah. a raw clip from an episode start to finish fuck it that's it's not a lot of fucking work yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but it's where I've put a spin on it or I've switched it around and done the under whatever I've done I've put some effort into it you know yes. I just yeah. put my little thing on it and then sometimes I don't want to like be like it's such a good edit that it's so seamless but people are like why is he just taking this from it was a Britney video that I did it from and um I'd actually cut separate bits of the video and then made it and put the song under it so it sounded anyway but um so I've, I don't do that anymore but it's when they it's the real trash is when they cover up your watermark no you you haven't even experienced this okay I remember that like that meme I it was it was four months but I had a typo on it because I was just thinking like I just wanted to free Britney for that day for some reason because I was like yes I even put my location at the fucking courthouse and everything I'm in Florida so obviously I wasn't there <laughs> but I accidentally spelled four f-o-r like the regular four instead of the you know the word for and it was a typo so like I'm like freaking out because I'm a Capricorn and I have a typo on my meme but the meme is blowing up and then now like I saw people not only stealing my meme, but they, but they had the nerve to correct my fucking typo. <laughs> that was the most infuriating thing about it. Like, if you're going to steal it, steal it with the typo, you bitch. <laughs> the nerve. Yeah, it's so frustrating. Like, internet politics and meme culture and everything. But at the end of the day, they're just fucking memes. And you've got to just... Uh, breathe and think okay this isn't an actual problem um and i definitely toned down and but also i learned to watermark like i don't care how fast i'm making it i'm just like this is my shit like i don't care if it's not me on it joe when creating your watermark uh did you also struggle with the size of it because when we first (laughs) created ours i wanted to put that shit big as hell like over people's faces faces. (laughs) out of like pure spite (laughs) like you fucking you remember our first one yes (laughs) everybody's like okay watermark (laughs) (laughs) they commented because they knew what happened they're like this is kind of obnoxious (laughs) (laughs) just a little bit no like if you scroll down like my style has evolved um so in, in the beginning yeah it was huge um and then it got really small at one point to where you could barely even see it um and now it's just I don't know I could like find out the font size I think it's like point three two or something if you want to like go with that <laughs> um and yeah like and it used to be like where should I put it on the thing but now I always just go yeah top and like now you have like a hundred k, like over a hundred k followers, right? Crazy. So, I don't like to use my crazy because, anyways, but 
No, it is crazy. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. We when we got our first no, we made a video. This is how new we were. <laughs> we made a video like we got seventeen hundred, like one thousand seven hundred. Like we celebrated yeah. that. Yes, we made a whole last yes. video. So it. having a hundred thousand, like we wouldn't even know how to act. Like we'd be like, sorry, only Bravo celebrities of we got to ten k. When we got to ten k, we literally we're like, we want to do a ten k giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, because you get the swipe up. Yes, <laughs> the swipe up exactly. So, how was it getting to 100k? And is it like all it's cracked up to be? Like, do you have brands reaching out to you, wanting to collab? Can you make a living off of this? Like, what's going on? Because me, I personally don't really have hobbies. Like, yeah, I enjoy doing this, and that's why we're doing it for free. Like, we even put this shit on YouTube. Like, but eventually, we're gonna have to make some money from this. So how is it having 100K and is it, can you make a life off of having 100K followers on Instagram? Oh, baby, I feel like I'm going to shatter your dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. Um, It's what I love about having so many followers. And it's amazing. I remember a point where um, I'd, it was transitioning from just a personal account to like people were following. And I was like, I'm not going to make it. It's going to get to 4K and that's it. It's just, that's it. Um, and yeah, it, to look back, it's, yeah, what I love is going back to just having a tribe, having people who speak your language, get your your sense of humor. Mm -hmm. And I've got to know people who, um, we DM back and forth, who reply to my stories. And then, um, a a handful of them have even transitioned to like that. We're now, um, connected on my personal Instagram and we're like friends and, um, it's like, if you ever come to the States, blah, blah, blah. So is is that's what I love about having so many followers um but it's just it's you've got to learn to not take think too much about it I always go back to RuPaul's quote um uh never believe your own hype right yeah so because I I actually hit a hundred thousand followers last year and then it went down like hundreds just hundreds of people started unfollowing and I was like oh my god have I been problematic (laughs) I think a lot of it is probably sometimes when Instagram just culls a load of bot accounts um and then a lot of it probably some people just say actually this is this isn't for me yeah we get followed rapidly (laughs) as much as we get followed um but yeah what what was I even saying so yeah just having that community is what I love oh but okay so I've had like one sponsored Instagram story and that's it um I've actually no okay so opportunities do come out come out of it um I worked with Sony Music who reached out to me through because they discovered my Instagram account to then make memes for an account that they run called Popstruck so that was really cool and that was a paid gig so that was good to get freelance work so I can actually put that on my CV um and it's pretty cool um like uh, I did a collab with um Gay Best Friend I don't know where she is she's disappeared from Instagram (laughs) I might have to say where are you um and drinks for gays and we did like a collab for years and years the British pop group yes Um, and yeah, I think I did like a sex toy ad back in like 2018. <laughs> Listen, that's what I'm talking about, baby. Like, we are learning yeah, that no, though. I like, like also, we don't want to put like annoying ads or like unrelatable stuff. Like, we don't want anything to be just doing it for money. 
So yeah. when that when that comes about and we do get offers, it's going to be something that's like authentic, just like we have a partnership. This and place called are, the Dip, but other than that, just like I'm not going to just put it in your because it gets annoying. Like I know that I unfollow some meme pages when it's like they're constantly posting like take a survey and you get a $700 gift card and it's just like no this is not you're playing in my fucking face what unfollowed. is this honey yes exactly <laughs> white refrigerate um so I um yeah like I've turned down things because like they ask too much for too little um mm. I my my rate for a grid post has yet to be accepted because it's it's really high. <laughs> no, um, yeah, you know your worth. Story, it's obviously lower because I don't give a shit. It's only for twenty four hours. Um, but yeah, because I'm very fortunate to have a full time job, I don't need it. But it would be nice sponsors yeah. <laughs> to yeah. Sometimes I do feel like a clown when I do like mention brands, like I mentioned <laughs> Doritos in my story, and I was like, "Fuck, I'm such a clown! Like, why am I giving it free?" Brand? No, I'm seeing like people with like um, not even like maybe like four or five thousand followers getting gigs with different places, yeah. and I'm like, "You go, girl!" Like, I even seen uh, this page, and they do promos. Like, I, I don't know if it's even like allowed. I don't know how they do it, but they all post on their story. They're like twenty dollars for a promo. Or twenty dollars for a story and promo, and I'll leave it up for five hours. And you and know, I'm every like, five hours, it's like twenty dollars. And I'm like, and people actually do this. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. What we're <laughs> this is some professional shit. This is in yeah. some different areas. Yes, literally better get it before I do because I'm hurt of feelings. <laughs> Sometimes it has me thinking, I'm like, should we create another page on the side and then blow that shit up and just do, like, bullshit, just, like, fuck around and do whatever we want to do with it? That's what we're kind of doing with, like, the POC pop culture, because we we didn't think that this was going to be what it was. We were just like, bitch, let's just do a podcast. We in the house. It's a panoramic. Like, we don't have nothing to do. So we finally did the podcast, and we did the page, and I'm, like, getting followers and you know, meeting people, forming connections, like literal connections, people that I talk to almost like every day. And there's group chats, but there's too many group chats. And then um, now we're just like, okay, we want to talk about more than Bravo. So we did POC pop culture, but we haven't done like a podcast for that. But I would say that we talk about those things that we post there on our Patreon. And that's where we started, you know, um, making a little bit of money from the people who follow us on Patreon who really want to... Let me go and hit views. that... Fo- let me go and smash that follow button real quick. Yes, oh, yeah, thank I, you. I, I, I oh, Joe, the, the official follow. <laughs> we did it. We did it. We got a follow from Jogan. Jogan, Jogan, Mindy Joe. We did it. Um, but you guys are being really proactive and you've got the Patreon set up and you're yes. you're going for it. And yeah, you put much more effort into making this happen than, than I've ever done. Because so. we don't have a life right now. Like we have jobs, obviously, yeah. but at the same time, it's like I'm on my phone all the time anyway. So Thanks. it's just like that makes me feel a bit more productive of having. 23 out of 24 hours of screen time so you know it's fine like (laughs) fuck you iphone and then when you see that you're like um yeah how can i make money from this (laughs) yeah like okay but we don't want to ever be inauthentic so that's just going to come down the road um so let's get into bravo like how did you how did 
you even connect with these women in America and you're like, you're in the UK, they, they just um, made a high you or whatever they call it. But so how did you even <laughs> like get into that? I have just always been aware of it. So obviously huge fan of Desperate Housewives. Um, watched that from beginning to end. Uh, and then Real Housewives came up and I was sort of like, oh, what's this? So, okay, they're doing the real Desperate Housewives and oh, they're holding oranges like Terry Hunter holds <laughs> an apple. I'm like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing. Like, um, and it was on TV, I guess, on like uh, cable. Um, and sometimes Is there like an American channel? Like how... I, I, I can't remember what specific channel it was on, um, but it, it was. We definitely had it. You could get it um, if you paid for whatever TV package, and I would catch glimpses of it if I was around someone else's house who had it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really start getting into it, and this is quite shocking to some people that until like 2015, um, maybe 2016. But I actually started getting into it by listening to podcasts. Actually, first it was YouTube. Um, Leslie Grossman and her friend I can't remember her name but they did this hilarious housewives recap called Hot Goss and um, I just loved it and you get to know the women from the conversations that they're having you want to see it and then it's like all right let's do this and again because it was I did we didn't have hey you I had to then and I didn't have like sky or whatever to which is like a cable provider and so I had to like do whatever I had to do to, to watch these episodes um, and then, yeah, just the ball started rolling and then meeting people online, joining Facebook group. Facebook groups were a gateway drug for me, like just um, and the they podcast, joining the Whispering Aliens from the from the Bitch Sesh podcast and then opening this whole world and then starting to make content myself. And yeah, so, um, yeah, I can't remember a specific moment, but um, there was a moment. Amazing. Like, OK, so what do you think as a Brit of like are the housewives where you are the same as the housewives like in America because I know that they have different spin-offs, but I don't think it's produced by Bravo do you watch like the international Real Housewives mm-hmm. show like I know they have like one in Australia like this Jersey or like there's one in Johannesburg I think do you watch those um, international housewives shows I do um, I don't how are watch, they I don't watch Cheshire I've dipped into it, but it's just a complete, it's a different beast to what I'm used to with housewives. Um, I'm sure I could probably enjoy it. What I've, from clips I've seen, they do, there's much less of a fourth wall, which I love. Um, uh, I have yet to watch this new, um, this new Jersey one, not New Jersey, but this new one in Jersey. Um, I'm actually quite intrigued to watch that actually. So I'm going to eventually sit down and watch that. Melbourne is on par with New York City and if Uh, you can get it I believe it's on Hulu or I don't know is you can get it I know you can if you put it online yeah yeah honestly definitely anyone who hasn't watched Melbourne I thoroughly recommend it is there's so much gold there uh Sydney no um I say that's (laughs) I say that's the weakest out of all the international franchises um yeah and then obviously there's Ladies of London which obviously wasn't Housewives but same thing um yeah, I've, and Johannesburg was a treat. I, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I think I saw you actually do memes of Johannesburg. 
yeah, there were some funny moments in there that I could spin into something. And yeah, it was fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're definitely different flavors. Um, but I think in the same way that different cities in on the US versions are different flavors. Yeah, uh, they're definitely sure. radically different. And That's what we like... love though, learning different cultures. Like, I had no idea what Utah and Utah and so like Salt Lake City is. I'd heard about it. I knew there was Lala is Lauren from Utah and like I had yes. this image of like Mormons oh and but this is so, is so eye-opening for me this yeah for us too like I thought it was just it kind of like in a way it's exactly what I thought like there's Mormons then there's people who married their family members but then also I didn't know the glitz and glam part of it is like well damn this I might want to go to Utah one day yeah I didn't make the connection that's where Sundance was I don't yes. know why I thought I thought Sundance because of the word sun. It was somewhere hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think seeing the scenery too, I was like, wow, this is totally different from like Never had it, yeah. Jersey or Atlanta, where we see like Lake Bailey, you know, and we we're in the fucking woods <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> sitting on a bench. And then we go to Salt Lake and we see people on the slopes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's a big difference update cynthia has changed lake bailey to lake bailey on the hill to match her relationship so oh god see how long that lasts but anyways what do you mean she's changed it like on google maps no like she (laughs) she calls it in in interviews she's like it's lake bailey on the hill it's lake bailey on the hill because of bike hill i kind of actually like that better than chill I just never thought that chill was ever clever. Like I hate it. I hated that so much. Like Bring and Lena, I get it, but Phil was just not it for me. So I can deal with Lake Bailey on the hill, honestly. She's, so we're gonna do head over hills. <laughs> I've been through peaks and valleys, but now I'm head over hills. hills. It's, like, it's no worse than Shannon's. Like I've closed the old door. Oh no, you're not watching. Are you boycotting? I fucking okay. love the play on words. It just depends on who it is. Like, if I hate the person, I'm like, it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. But if I like the person, I'm like, genius, you have to fucking copyright it. I think because I'm also just frustrated with this whole wedding thing yeah. with Cynthia, and I'm kind of over it. So, yeah, we know how I might be a little salty about that. But, you know, very disappointed in Cynthia because she's <laughs> actually one of my faves. Um, I was thinking I want to see the Simple Life reboot with Tina Knowles and Diane Williams, Portia's mom. Listen, I would be so here for that. What American franchise? Do you like all the American housewives like Beverly Hills, New York? I'd say out of out of all the American ones, which one is your favorite? Potomac and New York will always be up there. Potomac, New York, and Atlanta, I'd say, are my top three. I feel like that's kind of a basic bitch answer. Like, there's nothing surprising there, but that's that's my truth. That's um, really not basic, though, because as as uh, Potomac, I say as it got to, like, season two, I don't think they really, in my personal opinion, they brought it the first season, but I think people didn't thank really you. get into it. Thank you. I heard you saying it. on the podcast, actually, that season one was your favourite. Um, yes, uh, and 
I have to agree, it was really entertaining. A lot of people write it off. A lot of people say, I wouldn't bother with season one, just go straight mm. into season two. I'm like, no, there's so many moments. Like, I've got a whole Twitter thread of moments. Exactly, especially because we had the OG Karen. I feel like Karen has changed so much over the course of these few seasons. Karen's at, art. <laughs> yeah. At first, it was all about etiquette. So we've seen her interaction with Giselle and Karen being the etiquette queen and trying to teach Giselle the right way to do things, the right way to be a housewife. And then we had all these gym moments from Sharice. Gym moments? <laughs> like working out? Why don't I remember this? <laughs> no, I'm, I meant like gym, G-E-M. That kind of gym. Oh, oh, gem. Okay, gem moments. <laughs> Yeah, no, Karen being all high and mighty and when like Ashley brought her to that whiskey bar underground and just because Karen had to go down a flight of stairs, she was actually all like, just wasn't wasn't what I was expecting. That is not worthy of the Grand Dame, though. (laughs) So we're going to do with you uh, what we did with um, Samaj, which is one of our friends. He's starting a podcast. He was on here a few episodes ago. We got really good feedback about it. Like, we're not a messy page. You know, we don't really get into the drama like that. We kind of sometimes joke about the drama. But on the podcast, we will speak on it. And especially if it's not, like, too, you know, messy. And you guys really like that. So we want to do it again. Like, we'll just talk about some gossip in the Real Housewives universe. Um, Again, Erica Jane's ass is not only on my news feed. It's also in the news. Um, they say that her husband um, has short-term memory loss, which is coming at a convenient time because how he, convenient he, is that? It's convenient. Con- <laughs> it's convenient, but at the same time, you could kind of get me because he's like as old as God. Like he is <laughs> pretty old. Like I don't know, you know, like. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, even though I definitely don't think I should. What do you guys think? Um, yeah, it's 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 a convenient time for all of that. Um, <laughs> and I think he needs to <laughs> stop fucking around, to be quite honest. <laughs> well, apparently his brother has stepped in and said that, you know, he's been sick. He has short-term memory loss, and he wants to be in charge of, like, his care and helping him with the case. So answer me this, does short-term memory loss prevent a person from paying back orphans, okay, what they're due mm-hmm. from their parents dying in a fucking plane crash? <laughs> no, it absolutely like, has nothing. He didn't have no memory is, loss um, when he was spending that money. This man is a monster. Like, uh, yeah, okay, I once maybe thought he was this sweet old little guy, but it's just, he's just another rich, white, man who thinks he can get away with whatever he wants and it's catching up to him yeah yeah exactly and now he's they're playing the mental health card mm-hmm. so well what do you think about erica jane's role like do you think she's all the way in it or maybe she is kind of like not really not didn't really know what was going on like to the extent that it was going on i think she knows exactly what's going on uh, Erica Jane, girl, I'm trying to save you, but you're going to jail. From like everyone is saying, <laughs> everyone, everyone is saying that Erica Jane knew exactly <laughs> what was going on, and like it's just like she's distracting me 
with all these looks and all these faces and all these like clothes that I'm like maybe she did oh she got her own money like I don't know but everyone is like Erica Jane definitely knew yeah because it's it's like you're seeing it play out on top of that like this guy with his memory loss and then you have Erica Jane with her whole fucking glam squad and everything taking all these (laughs) pictures it's like how convenient is all of this now you want to be like the fashion well she was a fashion icon she always been but I mean like these looks are quite different like these are like I feel like she's serving more like fashion Nova-esque looks so you can tell that she's kind of broke now because before it was definitely like high fashion you know camp kind of like looks and now it's like she's dressing like an instagram hoe and i'm like girl you about 20 years too late but you know what i kind of prefer it i don't know you're talking about the picture she's been posting recently on yes recently her style like with with the huge legs the stretch app like she's (laughs) using the face tune the stretch app the airbrushing and it's like she looks good but she doesn't look like I don't know, like high fashion Erica anymore. But the way, way Erica really Gibson like comes up before Erica Jane. In <laughs> that <laughs> is I live. very telling of what you've been. I'll see. Yes. <laughs> I don't even follow her, but she okay, yeah. Oh, she's you see, been, she's she looks that. like an Instagram model, and she has the Savage Fenty um, sponsorship. She's got that Fenty sponsorship. Does Rihanna yeah. know about that? She, she does, because she was actually on the fashion show, so don't do oh, her. Yeah, she okay, was on right. the fashion show, and but she was serving. You know how Rihanna is as soon as those cases come in, as soon as those Yeah, Rihanna don't know nothing. In. Yeah, She's You think like, her black ass is going to be like, yeah, when we knew. Like, Rihanna's like, like I didn't know. Dorit. <laughs> Yes, I still have it. (laughs) (laughs) Have it. Um, Okay, so now we're going to go on. We don't watch OC anymore. We've never heard of it, but I do know Bronwyn. Um, Apparently, well, okay, Bronwyn came out as a lesbian. Fully support her. Love that for her. Like, I don't care if I was married to a man for my entire life. I have never, I was never attracted to you. So she's a lesbian. I love that for her. She has a girlfriend. Kind of reminds me of um, who's Ruby Rose. Kind of reminds me of her. But now Sean is dating a woman, and Sean's been spotted on a date, like having lunch. And apparently, at the OC reunion, this is brought up that Sean also has a girlfriend. And for some reason, Bronwyn is like not okay with it, even though she has a girlfriend <laughs> and she's moved on with her life. And she said that she was never attracted to Sean, but she wants to remain married. So, a lot of so shit. What did Lisa Rinna say? This is the biggest fucking double standard <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> But, I mean, on one hand, I know that, like, I'm questioning her. I'm like, why is it okay for you to have a girlfriend and literally say all this shit about him and for him not to move on with his life? But on the other hand, I'm like, I do that. Like, like, (laughs) you can't move on, but I I can. I mean, you do it, but you also get judged. Yeah. Like, real quick. Because that makes no sense. No sense. It's not fair. You're on your show, and then all of a sudden, you're like, hey, guys. (laughs) I'm a lesbian. I want everybody to know. And it's like. Okay. (laughs) 
And then, when like, are you going to tell us this? She went live, I remember, and like they were answering questions. She was saying that she would be heartbroken if Sean like moved on. And I'm like, girl, you literally said that you were never attracted to this man <sighs> that you've been with for over 20 years. And now he has a girlfriend and apparently she's going to be really mad about that. And it's it's just weird. And I've heard that even though, you know, she's like, when it comes to Black Lives Matter and like politics, she's the least problematic. She's the one who wants to change. And she's the one who's trying to teach everyone to change. I heard that she's like being like the least liked person on OC right now. So and I'm like, how are you least liked and Kelly Dodd is on your cast? Because she's bringing too much bullshit. I just so you don't you don't even want to talk about OC at all. Like, can I talk about it? Or? You can talk about it because you watch it. You you got to let us know what's going on because we don't watch it. I've been watching it. Kill me. I get like shoot no. Me. Like we don't I've, judge um, people. Yeah. Watch it. Yeah. Just, they won't get our ratings. Listen, this season of OC is not OC for me. It's not in the canon. It is a blip on the radar. It is just. It's like a, a season fourteen. Point five, like it's or like S, like if you're talking iPhones, like um, and yeah, Bronwyn, she's just annoying. Like she, I don't know. It's kind of the thing of when you get sober, you're now the sober person, and um, everyone kind of begrudges you because you're you can't drink with the rest of them. Um, and it seems like all you could talk about is being sober. Um, so I guess that's what the other cast have. Um about her but I don't, I don't know there's just something yeah and basically like I, I what get is she I'm doing just... what is Bronwyn doing to get on y'all's nerves because I've, I've heard a lot of Bronwyn's slander it's her mouth <laughs> Aaron have you been watching like <laughs> have you been it's secretly watching I haven't been watching but it's like I know a lot of people have a problem with her mouth like not what she says but her actual mouth like physically what? <laughs> I don't like to com- talk about people's appearances. But. Oh, I don't. I don't either. But I, I don't. I li- actually like Bronwyn. Um, but yeah, I like Bronwyn. I've seen it. But <laughs> for only what she's doing for, like educating her cast. But I also feel like these women don't want to be educated, so it's like talking to a wall. But what I do like is that um, our friend what else is going on podcast aka Taria Maria with a T she went live and they talked about amplifying you know black voices in a way that like she Taria is sending her son off to college she had some fears about him going to college in Orange County when so many things have happened to black people black people have been found hung in trees and they're calling it suicides when it's clearly lynching so Bronwyn has brought you know these issues to the forefront she's using it on a platform you know full of conservative women and she's lost a lot of fans doing it i appreciate her putting in the work and actually being an ally and actually talking to black women with black kids so i do like that about bronwyn but as far as you know with her husband if you're going to move on you're going to have to let him move on and that's just that on that oh no i completely agree with that uh she yeah i i I like how she's using her platform, I, but I can also see how she's annoys people. She's just kind of annoying. Um, yeah, I and, get it. But yeah, it's a complete double standard. She was, in this late last episode, she was cozying up to her girlfriend in the husband's bed with the husband standing right there. You um, are doing way too much, Bronwyn. 
I like you and all, but you are doing a little bit too much. It's like backfiring. <laughs> like, I guess she wants, I feel like it sounds like she wants like a storyline so bad that it's like backfiring because, that's, you know, that's like, what I, I was like saying. I'm sober now. I think so all I of this has to be for a storyline because I don't see how somebody could just like, I feel like when you're filming, this is your life that you're you're putting out there. So it's like when you want to show yourself in the best light, like even if I was a woman and I was coming out and I'm like, hey, I'm lesbian, like I would try to do it in which, you know, my husband feels respected. Yeah. You know, especially if this is somebody that you've been with for years, like this is the person that you should be showing the most respect, I feel. Especially on camera. But. And she's not being very respectful. Like, you have <laughs> you have this lady in his bed. <laughs> yeah, well, it, the scene was, like, they were getting ready for this finale party, and um, the girlfriend was helping her, like, try out try on her clothes, and the husband comes in to, to see what was going on, mm. and they're literally, like, cozying up together in bed, and, like, it's so obvious that they're, like, more than friends. Um I, this isn't actually the current girlfriend. Apparently, the person she was with in the in that episode she doesn't no longer talks to anymore. Um, so yeah, this isn't the. the really I wonder like, what happened with that child. I wonder if she's paying paying her girlfriend's like Miss Kenya oh. was. You know. All right. Anyway, that's enough for OC. So Portia, <laughs> like we saw in the latest episode of Real Housewives of Atlanta, that Portia, um, I think she's coming out with a book or some of the sorts, and she finally opens up about her relationship with her father who's Hosea Williams the second um Hosea Williams the first was a huge civil rights leader that's why Portia is living in her legacy she is not new to this she is true to this and of course they're gonna bring up she didn't know what the underground railroad was but she sure the fuck does now so definitely shut the fuck up with that <laughs> yeah stop showing that clip please yeah it's so annoying bravo like, like remember that's <laughs> remember the the moment yeah you remember it that's why we're gonna play it bitch anyways so um she um is writing a book and her relationship with her father was very different than her sister's relationship with their father her sister actually had the father in the household because um you know diane and hosea were married and they divorced and a few years later lauren came you know he got a new wife but she also mentioned you know although she didn't have like that close of a relationship with her dad that um miss diane and lauren's mom actually have a good relationship with each other but what happened was after the show aired people were going on lauren's profile and porsche's profile and calling lauren's mom a home wrecker so it became so like annoying that Portia actually had to speak out about it and like explain the situation all over again even though we just saw her explain what happened is like stop calling my sister's mom a fucking side chick because that's not the situation and she even called out she thinks that she knows one specific troll that was making a profile and talking about the situation so that's I wonder who right there. yeah I wonder who it is hmm that's very <laughs> That's very Rebecca Vardy. Did you hear about that scandal? No. Oh, there was a scandal where this, uh, we call them wags, wives and girlfriends of footballers, was trying to figure out who was leaking stories to the press. Mm-hmm. And so she made a close friends story with yes. one, one account on it. And oh, shit. It was, and she, she put out fake stories. 
and then and saw who it was solved it and did a whole twitter note thing wow that is amazing i love that i definitely have to look into that yeah but what do you guys think about this whole situation like do you think that it's someone from the cast or do you think that it's someone who knows the family like what's going on I definitely think it's somebody from the cast because I don't think that anybody would care um, all that much about, you you know, this situation that Portia spoke on it on the show and, you know, she clarified it and she, she said what it was like, that's what it is. I don't understand why people would be like, you know, trying to go against her. She knows her family more than anybody. So let's just say it. You think it's Kenya? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's just say it. <laughs> I do. I think it's Kenya just because this sounds like something that Kenya would do. And if not Kenya, I believe she actually put somebody what, up what's to the, doing what's it. The, what's her GBF? Uh, LaToya. La uh, no, her gay friend um, is probably... Oh, like, oh. Um, um, he actually appeared this season on the phone. Or yes. Um, and, and I follow him. I forgot his name, but I know yeah, exactly he, who yeah, you're talking about. One of her about. minions. Listen, I love Kenya. I, I'm I'm a fan of Kenya, um, but mm. I don't know. I love Kenya too, but I don't think Joe was saying that he thinks it could be um, Kenya's friend. You, isn't that the one that got uh, that had that fight with Apollo? Yeah, in the hotel room. Yeah. Yes, Brandon. Yes, Brandon. Oh my god, you know what? Also, I heard that Brandon actually filmed some scenes with Kenya and they won't be included in the show. Just like I was saying, I think I was mm-hmm. saying with mainly Bravo, like um there's a lot of real housewives of Atlanta footage that allegedly didn't make the show, and they're trying to rush to this bachelorette party storyline. So that's unfortunate. I would like to see like the development of the show more, but I don't think that it's a bad season. So Whoever it is, like, just stop calling Lauren's mama side chick. That's disrespectful <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> like, that's all I can say. It is. And then I was surprised to see that a lot of people were surprised uh, Portia and Lauren are half-sisters. I mean, because in previous seasons, they clearly said it. It's like when Lauren and Portia were in the room, they're like, Portia's mom. Yeah. That's Portia's mom. <laughs> I put two I, well, I think, like, if anything, this last episode has cleared that up because yeah. of yeah. this emotional chat um i don't know i love that family do you listen to portia for real podcast i saw i heard some of the um the clips from it and i love that she's making like a case for short men like on one of her podcasts she's like the short men will definitely put it down and like she makes a joke and it's like you're, get, you're sitting on the sofa and you're watching tv he's gonna get a stack of books and sit beside you <laughs> she, she has like the best sense of humor and like it's oh, with diane and lauren comedian and i love yeah. that it's yeah Diane and Lauren are there. I love their dynamic. It's fast becoming one of my favorite podcasts to listen to, as in like it pops up and like play, make me laugh. Immediately. Um, I especially love Diane's like quits. She's like, wow, Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) I you know what I'm loving? Miss Diane has herself a man, honey. And like they have been taking pictures and Miss Diane got a donk, like she got a nice butt. Okay, beautiful. And why isn't she verified? I'm so angry. (laughs) She's not verified. I was saying to Aaron that I think we should do it. They should be a simple life reboot with Diane Williams and and Tina Knowles. Knowles. 
No, I would watch. I would watch that like yes. religiously. And I said I want like a concert from Beyonce, and I want a theme song as well from Destiny's Child. <laughs> Why is this the proud family? <laughs> like <Yeah>. proud family. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> um, guys, if you don't know why they're repeating stuff, it's because like I'm trying to cook lunch at the same time, and I'm like running back and forth because my pot got set on fire, so I had to like run away for a few minutes. But I'm back now. <laughs> Listen, it all goes down on the podcast. <laughs> Listen, it, it's real life, and until we get to a studio, until we're big enough to be in a studio, that's how it's gonna be especially to the patreon the patreon is real ghetto Hold but on, anyway chef ramsey in the waiting room <laughs> <Should> I, <let? laughs> I saw a meme that was like yeah yes, yeah ramsey is funny as fuck because it couldn't be me like imagine you think that i'm gonna go on national tv and let a white man happen. hold bread to my face and call me an idiot sandwich it's not gonna happen. I can yeah. assure you, the show would be over. The show wouldn't even make the day. The, the Wait, cameras. Do you, do you have time to explain that to me? Is that a Top Chef reference? Because I don't. Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, you know Gordon Ramsay. Oh, Gordon right? Ramsay. Like, yes. Uh, kitchen, kitchen nightmares. Yes, like he is an asshole. Oh, He's known for you know this. Top so like, yeah. <laughs> there's like a scene where, or like a meme where it's like he's holding up bread to a woman's head, and yeah. it's like, "What are you an idiot sandwich?" And I'm yeah. like, but in general, like, he's so mean. But with the kids, he's very nice. Like you see his personality. He's a nice guy. He's good at playing the villain. But either way, I don't care if he's faking. We're putting on a show. You ain't gonna talk to me like that. And even with the kids, though, it's like even though he's really? nice, the amount he's of nice pressure, to the kids. the amount of pressure that I feel, I still want to cry. And yeah, still, but that's for you. <laughs> like compare it to like the way no, he talks course, to the course. adults. And he's just like, it's okay, you got this. But anyways, um, the grand dam. She is not stepping off of Giselle's neck, honey. Like, um, she was going, I think she was going live with Lunel, which has become a national treasure because Rihanna, that's where Rihanna checked in. And that's how we figured out that Rihanna was following the Grand Dame. She now follows, like, well, she follows a bunch of housewives, the chosen ones, I call Heather it. Gay. Yes, right? Ashley Darby. Um, a f- taste, her taste is exquisite. The flavor. Um, Are we surprised? <laughs> yeah not at all so karen uh she literally <laughs> she called giselle bloated and thirsty and then she also was like well her face is very bloated her hands are bloated her ankles are bloated it's almost like alcohol inflammation she she literally was like, oh, no, I'm concerned for her. I'm concerned for her health. And then she goes back to, like, slamming her. And I'm just like, Karen, honey, I cannot wait. Because, as you know, in a few weeks, we are going to be starting filming um, Real Housewives of Potomac. And that's going to be different because, number one, Monique isn't there. So I'm not excited about that at all. But we're going to have to see the others get a storyline. And... Karen was telling Lunell that Giselle can't continue to be in other people's business and not want to talk about her business, a.k.a. Pastor Jamal H. Bryant. So that's clearly going to carry into the season with or without Monique. So she didn't get that one, like, down the hatch. We're still going to talk about it as long as you pretend that you're dating him. Um, so, yeah, Karen, she are is they, amazing. Are they still pretending? 
<laughs> yeah, they're together allegedly. <sighs> oh gosh. I was hoping like, it was just a storyline and no. wrapped up this season and on to the next. And then it's like the opening, her opening thing is, well, it didn't work out with me and Jamal. And then yeah. I'm still hoping that like, That's you know, we got exactly what I meant. I was expecting, you know, let's put a bow on it. I think that the season what to expect where like with Candace, she's probably going to be trying to get pregnant. Um, Ashley, you know, she got that second baby. So we need to get that post up wrapped up immediately. Um, you know, as far as Robin, I don't know how long we can stretch the tax storyline. We out our taxes. <laughs> like, what are they going to do? But I guess they're supposed to be breaking ground in their new house because they're getting a house built from scratch. So I guess <laughs> hey, that'll be you know, if it line. works for Heather Debrow, it can work for Robin Dixon. It Robin, should. <laughs> I'm seeing a solid season. But I heard that it's going to be all those girls from last season minus Monique and one new person. And I wonder. You guys were saying I was just listening to your last podcast that you think it's maybe Sharice is going to be shimmied back yeah. in. She yeah. might yeah. slew the bone back in, and um, <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am not excited about it, but Samaj and Aaron are absolutely yeah. excited about it. I'm, I, I am excited, um, but I feel like a lot of people are definitely going to give her shit. And now, as things progress, I'm thinking maybe it might not be Sharice. Because really? I don't see, yeah, I don't see them bringing Sharice back again. I feel like Bravo is probably trying to, you know, create a new formula, like with Atlanta, how they added Drew and Latoya. Mm-hmm. I feel like it might be Sharice as a friend, maybe, but I'm pretty sure. But like as be, a main, she's yeah. going to be a main. Yeah, well, I don't think she's going to be a main. Guess who's just moved to Washington, D.C.? Kamala. Let's give her a fucking we, champagne flute. Can we please? If like, Kamala is on Housewives of Potomac, yeah. then that would kind of... They're already, like, <laughs> heading for the Supreme. But if, if they Biden get, can just, Kamala, like, Kamala. throw himself into the midst... On like, as a cameo, as a fucking cameo, just that even his... Great. His elbow. I'm like, that's the president's elbow. On that's the president of the United States. <laughs> no, I, I, for one, would be happy to see Sharice back. Um, and I know, yeah, I know there are people that, that stand Sharice and Shasha and the Champagne Room and all that. Um, <laughs> Shasha. <laughs> I love okay, it. So we are wrapping up the Bravo Wild Black podcast, but we always like to do a fun little thing at the end if we can. What? Okay, Joe, what would you say are your top three housewives that you cannot live without current? Karen Huga, Dorit, uh, <laughs> fuck, Portia Williams. Okay, I'm putting a gun to your head. Kill one of them off. You so-and-so I would kill off. <laughs> Can we do this? Yeah, it's called it's listen, it's just a play on words. FBI. We are not planning to kill anyone ever. I just want to put that out there. His his it's a play on his last name, gun, but you know, <laughs> I didn't put that out first. <laughs> Putting a gun to your head, who do you have to kill off? Dorit. Damn Dorit. And just when she got interesting, too. No more pictures by that damn window. Damn. 
I actually live for the fucking window. I do. Well, we had such an amazing time with you on the Bravo Law Black podcast. Please tell everyone where they can find you on social media and um, about your journey of watching Love and Hip Hop, which we'll get into on the Patreon after this. Yes. Jogun90 on Instagram. Jogun on Twitter. That's it. It's been so much fun. Thank you, guys. Yes. Thank you for coming. Thank you for listening. We'll be back um, eventually. At some point. (laughs) Bye. Love you guys. Oh, 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 oh